Cryptocurrent crew, I want to give a quick shout out to all of our content producers out there. If you're a person that is passionate about creating content around cryptocurrency, blockchain, fintech, and just helping people understand everything that's going on in this space, then I'm talking to you. We would love if you would become a Cryptocurrent contributor. If you go to our website, we have a form that you can fill out so you can start to share some of the amazing content that you are creating with our audience. So please sign up today and we look forward to working with you soon. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent, your host here, Richard Carthon. Today, I got a special guest. Now, we have a team that has previously been on our show. We have Kadena, and today we have the co-founder, Stuart, who is going to be joining us today. So how are you doing today, Stuart? I'm doing great, Richard. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Well, a lot has happened from a year ago when we had Will on the show, and I'm excited to get some updates. So please, before we get started, give us a little bit of background about yourself. My name is Stuart Popejoy, and before Kadena, I've been working in software since 1995, so over 25 years. I started at Apple and ended up in New York doing a lot of work in financial, really in trading systems and exchange backbones. Did that for about 15 years, ended up at JP Morgan, and then pivoted to start working on blockchain systems for JP Morgan and headed up their blockchain group. That's where I actually met my co-founder. I hired him. He was a lead engineer on a blockchain pilot we did there that would eventually become JPM Coin and wow. now Link. Wow. And we founded Kadena in 2016 because we had a pretty good idea about how to make blockchain robust and scalable and ready for big use cases like enterprise. But one of the things that's one of the really interesting evolutions of blockchain since we found it is... Now blockchain needs to be big enough for enterprise because blockchain is bursting at the seams. So right. a year ago, right around the time you talked to Will last, we launched our public network, the Kadena public blockchain, which is a scalable, sharded proof-of-work network. And it's interesting in that regard because uh, it, it essentially has something that is somewhat rare in, in engineering, which is unlimited scalability. Wow. This network can grow to any size. Right now, we launched it on 10 chains. One thing we did in August was scale that to 20 chains, which doubled throughput. And now that we've proven that, we can scale to 50, 100, 1,000, 5,000. We're actually only limited by bandwidth right. at that point. So really quickly on that, just for anyone who's not familiar with this, for your typical blockchain or for other companies out there that are building right now, like what is the typical like size that you would see? Size in terms of like how many transactions they need to do? Correct. Or like you're saying like chains, you could go from anywhere from 10 to 20 to 50 to 100. Like what was... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, we're up... I mean, think of us like Ethereum or Bitcoin in the sense that that network of now 20 chains appears as a single network to you. Wow. It's not something... 
as a user, it's not something you should really have to think about. The main thing, in fact, the main thing users can think about is that not only do we have dirt cheap, practically free gas costs, not only do we have gas stations, which make it possible for an app developer to subsidize your gas costs, so you don't even have to think about gas. It also means that once a DAP gets hammered, like we're launching a DEX this month called Cadena Swap, and one day that's going to get pretty busy. And right. what you see on Ethereum is as things get busy, gas prices go up. Right. And that's where the scalability is so important because one of our chains is the equivalent of Ethereum today. So wow. we already have 20 times that throughput and we can scale out as needed. DApps can actually independently scale out as needed to take advantage of as many chains as they need. And the idea is that if we ever get to a place where gas prices are spiking again, add more chains. I think that's really practical because I think it's everyone's experiencing the gas problem of Ethereum right now and how expensive one minor transaction can truly be. And even, I don't want to say like a, a speed standpoint, but like everyone, if you want it to go faster, you got to end up spending a lot more money. And it's like, this shouldn't be a problem. Like we, we've been here long right. enough to where this should not be a reoccurring thing. And the fact that you're saying from the jump that Kadena has 20 times the amount of what Ethereum is currently doing and it can scale up from there. I think that is, very powerful, you know, how were you able to one, create it and get it to a point where it's ready for this? And then two, expand a little bit more on the decks because that's a hot topic right now. You know, a a lot of things out there that allow for kind of the trading and getting into a a lot of these different dexes. So can you expand on that as well? Well, sure. And the dex actually relates to the multi-chain architecture in a very interesting way. So they're, they end up being kind of related topics. So one of the things about the DEX is that, of course, we want trading to essentially be free for users. You know, like somebody's got to pay for gas. Gas is an important feature to make sure that people don't grief, you know, they don't DOS, overwhelm the network with frivolous transactions as a way of causing problems. Gas is very effective to stop that. So it's an important function. But one of the interesting things about the way we were able to do that is we did it using a design that actually had been floating around even for Bitcoin in 2014, which is that in a trustless network, you should be able to prove to another trustless network a certain thing happened. If you kind of make both networks an oracle of each other, if you make them watch each other and make it that watching each other is part of what they do, you can make you can turn one chain into two chains and then they're just kind of uh, swapping things back and forth. Kind of the way you see tokens being wrapped from one platform to another except right. that you don't except that it's uh since the chains are involved with each other they don't need to ch- you know they can trust the stuff that's coming from one chain to the next the big innovation that we did was just in how you organize that so that you you can have enough cuz if you did it where everything is just looking at every other chain that doesn't scale so that was the main thing is figuring out how to organize it's a graph is what it's called organize a graph in such a way that you can continue to build add more chains to the network and not slow it down Interestingly enough, from the proof of work point of view, is that adding chains does not require more hash power and in fact is more efficient and you get more security for your hash power dollar. So because a concern and an understandable concern about proof of work is the energy consumption. Right. But the argument we like to make is that the problem with something like Bitcoin is not that it consumes energy. 
is that it does so so inefficiently and wastefully. We've been putting more energy into Bitcoin in the last 10 years for security that it just doesn't need. It was secure 10 years ago, or at least like seven years ago. And ever since then, it's just been more and more and more and more energy to get the exact same result. Well, with ChainWeb, it keeps horizontally scaling for the same energy consumption. So the idea being that proof of work is still the most secure and decentralized algorithm out there. And nobody really disputes that. Nobody disputes that proof of work is more decentralized and more secure. But I think sometimes people think it's too secure, like for the money, you know, or for right. the... For the cost analysis and just the energy consumption. Because just like you said, everyone always goes and back And the to slowness, these. right? Because that's the other thing. You look at like Bitcoin and Ethereum, you're like, okay, great. It's definitely secure. But, you know, Bitcoin too. I mean, when Bitcoin gets congested, the fees skyrocket. It's, it's, it's really no different. But an interesting thing about that, just on the technical side, which ends up impacting real world things, is that because we are independent kind of Satoshi style chains in this larger network, it does mean that each chain operates independently. So even though you have the same coin on every chain and a coin can't be in two places at once, it does mean that if you took a Uniswap and you put it on two chains, all of a sudden your pairs are actually on two chains. Right. And that would mean that if you have, say, it's not like one of the most happening pairs, like it doesn't have a ton of liquidity, now you're splitting that in two. And it's a matter of time before they sync up, but that's important. So that's, that's a problem we're going to solve with Kadenaswap. We're going to launch Kadenaswap like Uniswap. It's going to be on one chain just because that way all the liquidity will be in one place. But it's going to be ready to scale to multiple chains. And that's where we're going to get into an interesting incentive and fee structure to incentivize market makers to lock up tokens in a balanced fashion. Right. So that's a little wonky, but the, the, where, it, where it goes in the consumer experience and what it's going to be like to trade is two things. One is that it's really focused on being a multi-protocol DEX. So what does that mean? It means that we're not hyper-focused on liquidity. Mm-hmm. If you look at most of the DEXs that are happening off of Ethereum, they're like, I, I don't know if you, yeah, I think it was, I uh, can't remember what movie it was. It might have been Spinal Tap where somebody's like, yeah, you can come on our station. We have both country and Western. And like most of these DEXs have both BTC and Ethereum. Like you know, that's like all they have. And with good reason, because since they're an off-chain, so-called off-chain, off-Ethereum DEX, they can't, do anything if they don't have sufficient liquidity. So they're going mm-hmm. to be bringing the most liquid coins over. We're in a different situation. We're all about interop. We're all about protocols. We're all about kind of diversity and we're all about decentralization. So a lot of the protocols we're going to be working with right from the start are the ones that it meshes naturally with kind of decentralization. So that includes DAI, that includes Celo. It includes really forward-looking stable coins like Luna. It includes decentralized platforms like Kusama and Polkadot, Cosmos. These are the kinds of things you're going to see coming on to our decks. So right off the bat, it's going to offer a different experience because you're going to see a different mix. And then, of course, BTC and Ethereum. Right. And you're going to see a different mix. And the future of that, since we have to, we have to solve scaling a DEX, and we're already about multi-protocol, well... Our smart contract language already runs on Cosmos. 
And we've got a proposal that's interesting design problem, but getting it onto Polkadot and Kusama. Once we have it working on our network, it's a natural leap to put it on Cosmos and on Polkadot. And you're going to get to this future where you're not even going to think about what platform you're on. And right. of course, you know, we see some of that today, right? I mean, you see these DEX aggregators, you see these people who are trying to give the users this experience, and that's great. But they're doing it in an off-chain way. And I don't know, the debates about layer two, it's not even layer two. These things are just they're just acting like centralized exchanges. They're giving you market access and in exchange for centralization. And it, it makes sense. I don't fault that. But we're going to be able to chart a course towards a DEX, a decentralized exchange on a decentralized platform that actually reaches out to all of the other decentralized platforms. And so in other words, you'll be able to enjoy all the security that you have today with a Uniswap and all the transparency. But you won't have to worry about... You know, you won't have to get into these discussions about like, oh, but I got to decide which platform I'm trading. I mean, who cares, right? And we want to get to the point... The exciting thing that's happening in crypto today is the explosion of all these different ideas about value and about how these currencies are going to solve different problems. And that's the multi-protocol future that we're, that we're tracking. That's what we're really passionate about. You gave a lot of great topics. And I kind of want to just retrace a couple of them to make sure that the audience doesn't miss on all of them because you, know, you gave a ton of great info. So just for a couple highlights there, you're creating a DEX that is going to allow for a lot more freedom with the types of coins that you're going to be able to exchange with. So like, for example, you know, Uniswap's one of the ones that are out there, but usually the pair that you always have to use is either Ethereum or Bitcoin because it has the most liquidity. Instead, you're saying that you're going to have other options like a Polkadot or a Cosmos or a Celo or in, in, in others that are out there. So it gives you a lot more flexibility with what you decide you want to use as a, a, a liquidity measure to get a different token that is out there and, and possible. Is that about right? Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tantra Labs, where you can earn 12% in Bitcoin and Ethereum yearly. Tantra Labs is a team of researchers, engineers, and data scientists, economists, and optimists whose primary focus is in Bitcoin, which they believe will usher in a more prosperous future built on sound money. They offer real-time loan tracking, fast automated onboarding, 100% payment history, and multi-sig storage. And again, you will get 12% APY on the crypto that you loan. Tantra Labs is taking on international clients as well as clients in the U.S. except for the state of New York. For more information, please go to tantralabs.io. Again, that's tantralabs.io. We want to give a quick shout out to our platinum sponsor, Emirate, where you can become part of the world's fastest growing IoT wireless network. You can earn up to $25 or more a month by getting a free cool spot today. What is a cool spot, you may ask? Well, it's just like a Wi-Fi hotspot that you use to connect your devices, except you earn Helium HNT every time it is used. How can you earn from this? HNT is your reward for hosting and being an active, valuable participant in the Helium network. How secure is your cool spot? It has end-to-end -end encryption and it is used to secure your device and to ensure your privacy on multiple layers. Go to our show notes or go to our website to click the link to get your cool spot delivered to you for free today. I'm not trying to say that liquidity isn't going to be important and those pairs are going to be important, right? And we're going to have wrapped Ethereum and wrapped BTC and all those things. But it's really this idea that 
right now the multi-protocol world really is on Ethereum. And, but you know, it's interesting that you point out that even in Uniswap, these things, you like which pair you go to is often dictated by these kinds of more highly liquid coins. Right. So that's interesting. But it's really true in the off in the off Ethereum DEX world. If it's an issue on Uniswap, it becomes overwhelming in the off-chain DEX world. And that's something that we're we're tackling head on with the multi-protocol approach because just because that's kind of how what we live and breathe. The way we're bringing tokens onto our platform is with something very similar to like Nier's Rainbow Bridge, but even more kind of generalized. So anybody's going to be able to wrap tokens onto our platform. It's not just us. It's, you know, it's anybody who wants to... Because the bridge is already going to be there. So you're going right. to be able to say, oh, you know what? I want to bring this exciting new NFT token over to Cadena. And right. in other words, there's not going to be like big economic barriers. It's not going to be one of these things where you have to like shell out or like... It's not a super high barrier to entry, but something I want you to touch on real quick, just because for a lot of our newer listeners that are going to be checking this out, can you explain what, what wrap tokens are? Because I think that is oh, the, sure. I think something that's been coming up a lot lately. And I just want to make sure I get a really good definition for everyone that's listening. The way to think of wrap tokens is think about Ethereum right now as the center of DeFi. Because mm-hmm. it is. Technically, we're a competitor to Ethereum, but we don't really see ourselves that way. We see ourselves as kind of taking the Ethereum model and scaling it. Right. And it's going to, first off, it's going to be working with Ethereum. We're not going to be. Ethereum needs help, frankly. It needs... Ethereum's concepts are powerful. Amazing things are happening on Ethereum right now. And we want to take... We're fundamentally the same architecture, even though we have a different, much easier to use smart contract language. Still the basic same idea as Solidity. And we're proof of work, just like Ethereum, even though Ethereum doesn't want to be proof of work. We're the same... We have the same kind of gas structure, all that kind of stuff. It's just we have the scalable thing. So, But if you look at Ethereum... Where's Bitcoin? Because Bitcoin's been running forever. Bitcoin's the most liquid. Bitcoin's got the most value. So how do you trade Bitcoin on Ethereum? Well, what you do is you employ either centralized or decentralized technology to basically be able to lock up a coin on Bitcoin and then issue a token that represents that locked up coin with a one-to-one peg. So the idea Mm -hmm. is it's sitting over in a UTXO on Bitcoin in a wallet on Bitcoin that it can't get out of once this token gets issued. And now you can trade this token and there's more than one of these. There's WBTC, there's TBTC. TBTC represents a more more decentralized option because the way you do it in centralized is you just say, you act like a bank. You just say, yeah, give it to me and I'll issue you a token and you're good to go. And then, you know, and then you might point to a ton of collateralization you have where you're like, and don't worry if there's some problem we got you. Well, you know, like the FDIC, you, you act like a bank and, and it's almost like a synthetic. Whereas something like TBTC uses more crypto, offers a more, a more secure premise that doesn't require tons of money to back it up. But it's still the same thing. You're going to put this Bitcoin somewhere where nobody can get to it. And then you're going to be able to trade the Bitcoin on Ethereum. And mm-hmm. then say you want to go back to pure Bitcoin, you destroy these coins people call it burning. You burn the coins and then that flows back to Bitcoin and it releases back. You get it back, of course, because you were the person who locked up the Bitcoin in the first place. So you locked it up. You traded a bunch of stuff. Maybe you have a smaller position now, bigger position. You take it back and you transfer it back to yourself. And now you've got the real Bitcoin. But increasingly, what you're going to see is that 
wrapped Bitcoin, TBTC, when you're using those things on Uniswap, there's really not a lot of slippage. They really kind of track each other. You know, they don't trade independently. There's little bits of arbitrage. So as a owner, as somebody who's holding this, you're holding Bitcoin because you can go and exchange it for Bitcoin. So it's really a way of bringing these markets together. The confusing thing with Ethereum is that on Ethereum, Ethereum has this weird thing where Ether is not the same standard as all the other tokens on Ethereum. So they had to do this thing called wrapped Ethereum that's a lot more confusing. <laughs> like, <laughs> so just don't worry about wrapped Ethereum. Yeah. It's a one-to-one peg to Ethereum. Don't worry why that's the case. Don't worry about wrapped Ethereum. But that's not the wrapping we're talking about. We're talking about like the way Bitcoin gets wrapped. And so we're going to wrap Ethereum and bring it onto platform. Also, we're going to wrap our token, KDA, and bring it onto Ethereum and Uniswap. So that's another important development is that that's how this is a two-way game. It's not like we're not trying to kill Ethereum. We're called an Ethereum killer, but that's, that's kind of like a category of blockchains with smart contract language that are trying to do something similar to Ethereum. But that's really not what we're doing here. We're extending the Ethereum world. So we're going to be able to also have our token be on Ethereum and be in Uniswap. So that's good for the KDA ecosystem because now there are more things to do with KDA. And there are more... You know, and Uniswap is... It's definitely been the biggest exchange in crypto. I don't know if it still is. I don't know like where those numbers line up. But Right. You know, Uniswap's become a massive, really important venue. So we're very excited about that. Definitely. And thank you for explaining that. Um, I think you've done a really good job of explaining BTC Wrap and, and then how it's going to like coordinate with what KDA is doing and how you are going to be able to do that with Ethereum and a, and a bunch of other types of coins and tokens on y'all's platform. Uh, I think another cool thing to kind of to bring up is all of these things that you're talking about are users able to go do that today? Is it releasing soon? Like, give us a timeline of like when you think a lot of this will be able to be able to start being executed. Sure. So where we are today is Cadena Swap itself just finished a run in testnet, which was uh, really great and pretty fast. You know, like we it got out in the testnet in I want to say the second week of January of this year, uh-huh. and uh, community really came through, found all sorts of issues. Like, you know, crypto is amazing this way in the sense that. I mean, it's open source, but crypto is like open source on steroids because, you know, open source is great if there's kind of a natural motivator. And that's where crypto steps in is crypto makes people owners and makes people feel like they've got, I mean, they really do have skin in the game, of course. So, so they step in and I think this is what crypto is really about in 2020 and 2021 and this decade is where that part of crypto that we've all known, we've all seen it there. We all know it exists, is really what's driving crypto now. And so that's what turned what could have been a kind of moribund testnet launch into something that was way faster than something that at like enterprise or something where you have to hire a bunch of QA people and they kind of show up for work and sleepily click on the thing. So that was amazing. Now we're doing a live beta that we call Bounty Swap. And it's an interesting program because we don't want people risking funds until we feel really secure about the decks. So what we're going to do is a different kind of bounty. What we are doing is we are issuing what we call a K-penny. And it's something that you have to reserve using KDA. And it's at a, like a millionth of KDA. So the idea is that that's why it's K-penny. And, and what you do is that the only pairs we're going to have are against this K-penny. And then what we're going to do is we're, we're going to act as market maker 
for these K pennies versus some test tokens with some serious funds. We're going to be using like the equivalent of like 100,000 KDA in a pair or something like that. Okay. And the idea being is that it's a really nice bounty for hackers. It's like, come on in, try to steal this KDA. If you can steal it, you can keep it. And since we're the main market makers, because we're the only people who can issue the test tokens, the only person you're going to be significantly stealing from is us. And if you can do it, you can keep it. So we're going to run that as long as we need. It's in testnet right now. So we're hoping to get that launched in a week. And then, and then bounty swap runs. And that's also a chance for people to start using the wallet in a production setting. We have a really nice integration with uh, the Zellcore wallet. So that it's completely uh, seamless experience in terms of coming in, being able to swap, like even the KPenny, you know, reserving the KPennies is going to be achieved with the wallet integration and all that. So then at that point, it's uh, all about the wrapping. It's all about bringing these wrapped tokens to market. And so we're iterating on that as well. We rolled out the technology that underpins the bridge last month. So now we're rolling out the bridge relay system. And that's a really interesting... That's another one of these crypto things where crypto... We had a really successful experience. One of the reasons why I'm talking like a true believer noob about all this stuff is because partnering with Zellcorn Flux, they launched a node operator program for Chainweb. And it took... A, and it was just absurdly successful. It took us from 60 nodes to 550. <laughs> and remember, Chainweb nodes are big because Chainweb yeah. nodes run every single chain. So you can, in terms of like comparing it to other networks, you can multiply that by 20. So we're, we're running an operation that has nodes well into the thousands. And it's all through the same kind of thing. You know, people getting incentivized to run the nodes. They stake a little. They've got... It's that skin in the game kind of thing. So we're going to extend that program or you know, something very similar to that program to power these oracles that are going to be making it possible for the average developer, the average user to be able to move things across chains. So that's what's happening this month. That's when we stand up the wrapped tokens. And that's when we launch Cadenaswap because there's no point in launching Cadenaswap without the tokens. Like right. we don't, We're not going to launch Cadenaswap and say, Hey, come on over. Nothing going on. We're going to launch it with really serious protocols already in place, already with mark makers, and already with wallets, already with the whole experience so that you can just come over. And then of course, KDA is going to be there too. I mean, you don't have... The nice thing about the gas stories, you don't have to hold KDA to trade in Kadenaswap. But since it's the natural coin, there's going to be a lot of liquidity provision in KDA. So right. it's going to be a very liquid market and it's going to be a fun place to trade. It's awesome. Well, I mean, that roadmap sounds like very exciting. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening right now are going to go and, and check that out. Highly recommend everyone do that. Please. And please get involved in Bounty Swap, especially if you're like a developer or someone who likes to, you know, like dig in there because uh, yeah. there's money there. For sure. And, and if you're a hacker, hey, go, go check that out. See how you can crack their code and, and get to keep some stuff. And I'm sure that does nothing but help make sure that KDA is going to be as secure as possible. That's one of the most unique ways I've ever heard of someone making sure that they're as secure as possible, having an open market basically for hackers to come and say, hey, come try us and to, to test and see how secure you are. But anyway, I, I, Stuart, thank you so much for, for sharing all this information. You dropped a lot of great knowledge on us today. What is the final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners here today? Oh, you know, just keep an eye on us because 2021 is going to be a huge year. 
this is all we do now is like focus on making these things happen that really kind of bring in the community, bring in market makers. The time is now for this ecosystem to grow for this. It, you know, it's not just DeFi, it's NFT. It's all the other things that are happening where users and holders and builders, all these people are what the pace of innovation is just so fast right now. And what we're doing is we're showing that we're tech and we, you know, we love our tech and we love all the tech that's out there. But you know, we want to show that the value is there. And then it's going to be something where developers are going to be really psyched once they realize how easy it is to use our platform. But we're making it so that you don't just have to believe us. There'll actually be tokens there and you can work with that and you can make a business happen. So last year, we launched this enabling technology. This year, we're using it and really exciting things are on the way. That's awesome. And for everyone listening, of course, you can go back to episode 72 to go listen to, to Will's interview, see what they were working on a year ago, and then see how much further they've come a year later. I'm excited that they're launching all of this. Um, everyone definitely go check that out. Um, Stuart, what are some ways that people can connect with you and learn more about KDA? Well, there's, of course, our website, kadena.io. There's our Telegram and our Discord channels, which is a great place to get involved and start learning about the kind of the details. We have a great community, a lot of really knowledgeable people on there, really passionate. We do have a newsletter. Our medium is actually really good. We've been pushing out a lot of things. And then, of course, our Twitter is something that we've been focusing. Crypto Twitter is this like strangely friendly place. Yes. Sounds weird, right? But it's like it's actually happening. Like it's it's a place where you can really find things out and really get the latest story. So it's the same story as everyone else. It's Twitter, it's Medium, it's Telegram, it's Discord. We do have a newsletter if you want to sign up for that. Check it out. Awesome. Yeah, crypto Twitter is amazing. Definitely recommend everyone that is listening, definitely get more involved in that. And if you're not on Telegram, definitely do that as well. That's where a lot of communications are taken care of as well as Discord. Yeah, we just did an AMA actually. And on Medium, we put up... We did a really great AMA on Telegram on Friday. We're going to be doing a lot more of those. And we just put up the transcript yesterday. So there's some really, really good questions in there. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us today. And for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Tulane Tyler. Richard's insight and commentary on the podcast is invaluable. Not only is it incredibly educational, but also fun and engaging at the same time. Great work on the podcast. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. 
I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent.